What's cracking, everybody, and welcome to episode 207 of the Good Cracking Podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Ernell Pearson, alongside the queen of bitchin' herself, Genesee Gabrielle. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing, you got another dum-dum? <laughs> I got another dum-dum. <laughs> just, out, just out here <laughs> sucker popping it up, you know what I'm saying? So when you, when you got that big bag, did you, like, know you were going to, like, go through them like quickly or was it like yeah i did it was intentional because and i i specifically got the bag of only bubblegum dum-dums because it's the superior flavor and i knew that if i got a regular bag of dum-dums i was just going to eat all the bubblegum ones and then be disappointed so you don't like the bubblegum dum-dums no, those are my favorite. Oh, okay, I got okay. exclusively bubblegum. Okay, yeah, bubblegum yeah, is pretty no. good. Yeah, but then good. I'd have like I don't, I don't the like the bubblegum ones. Fuck well, you, okay. Garrett. <laughs> hey, that's more for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. We'll, we'll, we'll take it, we'll take it. Why don't you like the bubblegum ones, Garrett? I don't know, I just, I don't like bubblegum as a flavor. Like, oh, as a, as, I don't know, it's just, I just can't get behind it. Not even it. like, not even like on uh, snow cones? Nope, nuh-uh. That's I never. I don't touch the bubble. Don't touch bubble. I'm trying to get like bubblegum tootsie rolls. I'm trying to get bubblegum like cake, ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Like that, all that shit. Bubblegum ice cream, especially. No, that's just my shit. Oh my god! At the (laughs) hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't threatening, threateningly point your (laughs) dum dum at us. (laughs) Oh my god! Black tap. Okay, if you've if you've ever been to Black Tap, they don't have them around here, but they have them in Anaheim, and um. They're the ones who do those like crazy fucking shakes that oh, like yes. have all yes. of the wild stuff on top of them. Yeah, yeah. They have a bubblegum <laughs> shake that is like out of this world. <laughs> like, <laughs> has like bubblegums around the rim. Like, oh man. Garrick Garrick has exited the room. Does he hear so much bubblegum? <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just so much bubblegum. Just I'm glad I'm glad I also have a bubblegum partner uh in you. Uh but on the other hand, uh we also have the snacking saint himself, the king of snacks, the king of eating. Call oh, goddamn baby. <laughs> Garrick Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Garrett? Uh, I just got here. I mean, I literally like from my fucking theater to your face holes. Like that's that was that was my morning. I literally woke up. I got ready to go. I went straight to the theater. I watched Renfield. Came straight home, and now we're here. I do love a Garrick in my mm-hmm. face hole. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't get enough of that. Num, num, num. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> how, how was that again? Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> num, num, num. Num, num, num. <laughs> Garrick, what'd you eat at the theater? Ooh, so I'm always uh, I'm always a double snacker. I always get two snacks because Ooh, I am the king of. Yes, uh, oh, by the way, did you notice that I changed my name on Twitter? Did you check that? Yes, dude. <laughs> I fucking love you so much. <laughs> so you double yeah, snack. I even, add, I even added in my in my bio at the bottom that I was an Elden Ring boss. Yes, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but no. So I got today we got some Sour Patch Kids Water Malone because uh, that's one of my favorites. It's a comfort candy. And then uh, cookie dough bites, frozen, because that's the only appropriate mm-hmm. way to eat them. Mm-hmm. And then 
Uh, there was a new flavor of icy today that I hadn't seen before, so I tried Ooh. that. It was strawberry hibiscus, and it was fucking Ooh, delicious. Oh, that sound! Fuck! What the fuck have we got that in our theater, Genesis? Yeah, it was what the so fuck? good. It was, it was great. Can't wait for that uh, that bubblegum icy mm. to come through. <laughs> Let's go, Genesis. Dude, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon gets the worst flavors for everything. We don't get the good soda flavors, like not even in our stores. For Oregon strikes me as like strictly like when you go to the movie theater, they're like, yeah, we got ICs and it's like cherry coke and blue. Yeah, we're the vanilla. I of, think I think they the, have so, the, the coke world. one as well. They have the coke icy as well, which is fucking. Yeah, it's fucking light, vanilla. Light years even worse than the other two, as far as vanilla is concerned. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's, not, it's, not it's not even vanilla coke. It's not, it's not even good enough for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just get a coke. coke. I mean the coke the, the I mean, theater the theater at Mall Two Hundred Five or or is it is it mm-hmm. Gateway? Is it or is it Mall Two? Is Mall Two Hundred Five? Uh, the the theater we have at Mall Two Hundred Five uh, has like the multi coke machine where you can like tap the screen like oh yeah the coke the co- what are they called the coke freestyles yeah yeah which is like fine like that that's all right for what it is but they never like clean it so like it always just like feels like i'm sticky when i'm getting my soda there it's always so dude i think that's just like part of the aesthetic of a movie theater it's just sticky just surfaces sticky. just sticky like because it's not like a, it's not like i they don't clean them because like i've watched them do it like you know as your egg is in the theater like they're going through and like and then you'll, you'll go to the theater next time and it's fucking <laughs> you're walking yep. up the steps yep. to take your seat and you're just like ah nothing changes right See, that, that's that's why we like the the clackmas theater so much because all that yeah. shit clackmas isn't like that carpeted yeah don't even have to worry about i mean it. <laughs> wouldn't want to take a black light to that i must say i wouldn't but... turn no, the lights no, on never, ever, ever. Hella stains, but <laughs> <laughs> disgusting dude yeah i uh i genesis could tell you i'm a i'm a snacker at movie theaters because i like oh, yeah. when, when i go to movies i don't eat dinner like that is my dinner so i'm like all right cool and so i get I get you, like, do you get like the snack snacks like nachos or something bigger some, sometimes sometimes so what like last night for example i, sh- I jag cardboard king actually came out with us i uh we, nice. we got a, we got a popcorn to share uh i got a glizzy <laughs> nice. bang, 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 you know what i'm saying get that glizzy in my mouth <laughs> uh and then i've been on a thing lately where i've, I've been having like a really big like dibs kick the past few times i've been getting like a dibs a little dibs Dude, container. Like, hey underrated under anything frozen in my mind is like an underrated move a movie theater snack god damn like mm-hmm. and they're just like but it's gonna melt and i'm just yeah. like look just fucking leave in my it closed, mouth set it on the armrest mm-hmm. chill for your 15 minutes sip mm-hmm. you on your drink that ice cream sandwich will still be good i fucking promise you yes. dude i get that because every once in a while i get like the m&ms ones uh or the 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 dibs with like the crunchy zip in them yeah dude, okay yes. when i lived in california in southern california specifically at the amc I, I don't know if they still have it anymore but like way back then when i was a teenager they had mint dibs so it was like mint ice cream covered Ooh, in the little chocolate fuck shell me oh, I, haven't oh, seen that. I want that i've never had oh. that in my mouth before yeah we just got fuck. the regular really ass mean. ones yeah like the, yeah. the crunch dibs are like the spiciest it really gets for us like that's oh dude yeah. mint dips mint dips hit different god damn no, really that sounds that delicious yeah yeah i i typically get like one like package of like candy and no. usually it's one of the like the ropes like I, I like ropes or I like licorice. Licorice is like my thing for theaters too. Please tell me this. Like I just think I unlocked a core memory talking about movie theater snacks. I really hope this. Well, this shit actually exists. Did, what are were Butterfinger BBs a real fucking product? Yeah, 
Was that a please God? Was that a mm -hmm. real thing that you sure could get were. in movie theaters? Yeah, let's, let's because now it. I'm because I remember it now, and now I'm wondering if it was just something I saw in a fucking cartoon. Hundred percent Butterfinger like butter BBs that were like the the, the round the little round ones. You could yeah. only get them at like movie theaters and shit. They were like shit. I don't think I've seen those. Yep. They, right. They, they're, they're not a thing anymore, right? No, not anymore. They they were a thing in the nineties. Um, and then they they stopped production on them. So it, they they replaced them with Butterfinger bites. It's kind of what they were aiming for there. You know, for yeah, all but those shit, suck dick dude they get all stuck together they're little they're fat little squares and there's no plastic in there so they melt to the box and then to themselves i've had them they're trash well Ger garrick to back up your uh your speaking on the uh the frozen sack thing jag uh in chat here says uh, i also had sour worms in a frozen stickers bar literally 15 minutes in it was just right timing and 100 that's what i'm saying those, di those dibs go crazy i get a little bit of popcorn in me get through the trailers get to like the opening part of the movie and then i'm like oh dibby dibby and yeah, i just it, it, once, it, once that title screen starts rolling you open the frozen snack it's time to go. Hell yeah, baby. Frozen snacks are it. Just like you guys at home are it. Because today, this is the Good Kraken Podcast. Your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you, 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 you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 12 p.m. If you're on this wave, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive post-show content, and soon have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. Yeah. Thank you, Garrett. But if you've emptied your pockets <laughs> of the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record this show live right here at twitch.tv slash good cracking show. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime DJ. Tell him <laughs> he's out here. <laughs> <laughs> Prime gaming, there we go. And we would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for all of you listening or watching at home. What's up, Gary? You need to have him record a drop so that when he's not here, I know, he can I just need, be I like, hit the on the Steam Deck, be like Prime gaming. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, I hope you're hearing this, dog. We gotta, we gotta, yeah, uh, we gotta get some homework for you. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching good kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there review genesaw yes we have some captain's order my love uh guys the newest episode of the shipwreck show is now live it is episode 69 nice that's all I really nice. have to tell you there, uh, it, is, it is episode 69, and it's us. So please. There's some go, energy. Go on. Oh, the, dude, this is like one of our best shipwrecks we've had in a while, to be completely honest. I it's, loved it. Uh, we were on like some major crackhead energy. On <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we don't need to talk about it. Uh, guys, please check that Bandits. out. It is a fun one. You do not want to miss. Uh, but also to let you guys, uh, another reminder here, next week is going to be another weird week for the month of April. Um, we mm -hmm. are not doing any content next Thursday, and Shipwreck Show will be on Wednesday instead. We'll be filling you guys in on the rest of this week, but that's kind of the weird move around we had to make for next week in order for us to be able to handle uh, going and seeing Evil Dead Rise next week. So, uh, guys, please tune in, uh, hang out with us again. 
follow with us at the end of our episodes. Check out our Discord. We have our weekly schedules there for you guys. So, uh, Garrett, could you please tell the people at home what we're doing next? Absolutely. You better protect your fucking neck. Because we're headed to the gallows. <laughs> protect your neck. Guys, for the gallows today, we are talking our spoiler-free review of Renfield. Renfield uh, released April 14th, 2023, directed by Chris McKay and written by Robert Kirkman. Jesus Christ, didn't even know that was a thing until we yeah, hit the credits. Me either, dude. And then me and Jack were like, that's why. Like, <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> totally makes sense. A budget of $65 million in a box office domestically of only $3.1 million. And that's because they haven't released it overseas yet. Um, and a runtime of an hour and 30 three minutes so a thing that i'm wanting to add to our movie reviews going forward is something that we call the bechtel test and i don't know if you guys have heard of this but the bechtel test is uh is a test that measures the representation of women in film and other fiction uh the test asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man for more than one minute of screen time um so it's all i wanted to do to kind of like add a little bit of levity here because obviously something we care about is diversity uh in the content that we talk about and uh not fucking hating women so <laughs> so the real question is uh we're going to be doing for every movie that we review is briefly saying if it passes the Bechtel test does Renfield arguably no. is the answer so <laughs> the 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 only exception to this is whether or not we want to count their dad as talking about a man because because they, they're, they're again spoiler free here but there's a scene where we have two women characters that are sisters that are speaking about their mm -hmm. father and I don't know if we want do do we want to count that as speaking about a man here yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I I didn't know we were gonna I mean, do yeah, that. In that I mean, that's like... still their dad. Their dad. Yeah. They, not, it's they, a man. All frogs have heard of their dad's a man. Uh, like it still comes up. Like it, especially because that was yeah. actually the driving force of a couple of their conversations. Sure, like yeah, sure, either sure. their dad or they were talking about Renfield. Yeah, or they were talking about yeah. I think it's I think it's interesting just because like this is a good like sort of like scope I think because yeah. there's a lot of movies. I was actually going to mention there's a lot of movies that fail this. A lot um, of, of movies that fail this, but there's also and, a lot of movies. Uh, that I think pass it's it. yeah, I, yeah, they pass it too, and I think it's interesting. Does like d uh d are like on the curators of the whoever like created this test, um do they have specifications on whether like if a father figure counts like do they uh she amanda bechtel uh has has not been very clear because i think she was directing it as any man counts as a man in this situation okay. which in this also, case like why wouldn't your i mean dad i figured count? it would i figured what? it would too but i'm <laughs> but i am curious about to see if like for some clarity there like if someone you know like us were to use it continually like so or, you know give it a, you know because the one scene that I had in my head from this in which I was like, mm, maybe, um, is the pen, the pen scene. And she's like, well, please get this tested. Because there, there, there is time there where they're not really talking about dad. And it is just kind of like. That's true. I know I've been an asshole and like blah, blah, blah. But like, you know please do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, arguably, that's why I say arguably. We'll, we'll say no for now because that is a very slim window. Uh, so, yes, the Renfield does not pass the Bechtel test, if you ask us. So, we could have that conversation another day. But in the meantime, guys, some fun facts for you guys. Renfield syndrome 
also known as clinical vampirism, is a rare psychiatric disorder where an individual has an intense fascination with drinking blood or believing themselves to be a vampire. This syndrome is named after the character R.M. Renfield from Bram Stoker's novel Dracula, who consumed live insects to obtain their life force. So you can guys can kind of see where that moves into this movie here. Uh, next up, even with a long history of turning down big movies that don't center on its character, Nicolas Cage agreed to play Dracula as it was a lifelong dream for him. And he loved the comedy parts in the script. Uh, it was going to lead perfectly into another fact later. Uh, but nextly, in an interview with Collider, director Chris McKay admitted that the film is actually intended to serve as a direct sequel to Todd Browning's Dracula in 19, 1931. McKay had also attempted to have the film's trailers and poster refer to this fact, but this ultimately did not pan out. Which is fair. It probably wouldn't have done well if that was the case. But the uh, the little snippet we get in the beginning of the movie is fucking gold because that's straight out of Dracula. Like they just really literally just changed out the, the actors. Fucking good. Uh, Nicolas Cage was involved in a couple of Dracula films that didn't get made. Dracula is one of three characters Nicolas Cage tried to play since starting his career. The other two are Captain Nemo and Superman. Uh, in 2018, Cage stated that he is too old for Superman. People already know about the unmade movie with Tim Burton, uh, he is more focused on getting to play Captain Nemo and Dracula. Um, but interestingly enough, Nicolas Cage actually voiced Superman in an animated movie. Um, uh, I think I think it was Justice League Go to the Movies or something like that. I can't, I can't remember what it was. But he did get a chance to actually play um, as Superman in a voiceover. A version of the character. Yeah, That's nice. it's, it's something, you know what I'm saying? But now he gets to knock off another thing off the bucket list. And... Uh, God damn. <laughs> we'll get into it here in a second. Guys, let's go ahead and get into our top level thoughts of Renfield. Genesaw, go ahead. I was absolutely flabbergasted at how amazing this movie was. Like, it was so good. This movie had no business being as good as it was. Like, it is, it, it's, I also feel like it's better because. You know the feeling when you go into a movie and you're like, oh, this is going to be good. Or this is at least going to be decent. Like, you might not have high hopes, but you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good movie. And then it's Morbius and it was terrible, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> this was the opposite of that. This I had, like, very little expectations. And I came out and I was just like, oh, my God. I laughed the entire movie. Um, uh -huh. I, I was engaged, like, the whole movie. Um, it was, it was very, very good. It was very, very fun. It was very campy. And I think that's what made it, um, like so good is that it was serious in the parts that it needed to be, but only just enough so that the, the whole movie wasn't a joke, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. but it was very fun, very playful. Um, and just uh, honestly, one of the most successful, like allegories for abuse that I've, I've seen in a really long time. Really, really well done. Very much so. I mean, the the movie is just to like kind of people loosely know this movie is a allegory for leaving abusive relationships and 100%. having that be from this source material is so fucking funny. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> no, that's it. Like, it, and it shouldn't be funny. Like, we shouldn't be saying like leaving an abusive. That is like. A really abusive relationship. I mean, you can see it in the trailers. The dude's like 
the the idea is that his relationship is with Dracula, right? And it's not necessarily yeah. a romantic or sexual one, but it's a very long term, very committed, very abusive relationship with an actual monster. And um, so it's like super serious, but you're laughing the whole time. <laughs> um which is just like and it, you you don't feel bad about it either like it's i don't know it's it was just a really masterful thing i felt like to take such as such a serious content material and like vampire material and make it fun and funny absolutely oh man i'm excited to hear this we're 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 moving on to uh to garrick the one that we haven't got a chance to really talk to at all about this uh garrick your top level thoughts of renfield uh first off i want to go see it again Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i really want to go see it again dude um i uh i haven't seen nicholas holt in a piece of content in a while i feel like um or at least not something that's really gotten like a lot of mainstream media attention. And there are some moments in this movie where like you really feel like that warm bodies vibe come through in like the best sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, and, and just the way that he tends to portray his characters. And I adore Nicholas Holt and like, he has this he's got this wonderful ability to play like a very meek character that is also very, very charming. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that about him. And he does a great job doing that here in Renfield. Uh, and I holy shit. I loved Nicolas Cage's performance as Dracula so much, so much. I just love Nicolas Cage like a lot that. He is one of those people that I would love to see him in any role just to see what the fuck he would do, because it's never what you expect. But he somehow made this character feel really believable, but also be really, really funny in the in that that unique Nick Cage brand. Right. That only he can do. Yeah. Yeah. And while also still having like this really sinister feel about his character. He feels villainous. He feels like a monster and he feels very unstable. Yeah. Um, very much so. <laughs> and like, it's like, I, this was a, this was a great way to introduce Nicolas Cage as a character of Dracula, because I feel like if it would have been like a more serious film, it wouldn't have, he wouldn't have necessarily meshed because it's Nick Cage at the end of the day. Right. Um, but this was everything about this movie was gr- fucking great. Um, there were some moments where like I laughed and then I actually verbally said out loud something a character said at the same time they said it. And then it got echoed three more times yeah. and I was pissing myself. Um, <laughs> like it was I was just like, oh, my fucking God. I was just like they hit the nail on the head. And like I loved that, like the characters had like such human reactions to shit. Like they didn't believe their own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you just cut that guy's arms off with a decorative <laughs> dinner plate? <laughs> He's just like, that was adrenaline. You're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Um, yeah, I really liked the cast of this film. It was really good. Um, 
Ben Schwartz as fucking Ted Lobo was so Dude, fucking amazing. Oh my god. I'm so glad he's getting more roles for uh, real. because I only had ever seen him in Parks and Rec before this and like I Sonic did amazing things for him and I'm just so glad that he's getting to he's getting a little more screen time because he's a really funny guy. He got to be really really funny in this. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so what do you what do you think about that? <laughs> I think you need to meet my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. <laughs> uh, like, it, dude, the, it was so fucking good. Um, I loved this movie. I really did. Um, down to everybody's character. I, I really, really loved uh, Aquafina's character, uh, Officer Quincy, as well. I wasn't. I I kind of forgot she was in some of the trailers because she didn't get as much screen time in the advertisements. It was more so just Nicholas Holt than dracula a lot in the trailers yeah she was just in like a cute a few small scenes but she's like she's really in this movie she doesn't have a bit part she's like his partner in crime uh for lack of a better term throughout the you know like that that co-protagonist um and god damn it i she's so funny she's so funny yeah like i just the like her she's got like i'm and i loved seeing her in shang chi and i'm really glad that she's also getting more stuff because she's got great great comedic timing uh and she's one of those she's one of those actors that like doesn't need to say funny things to be funny like she's just she can deliver like regular lines to great effect and you're like rolling like with the dinner plate thing like it was just like the way she like stops and pauses like it just like hold on did i just remember that i saw that i just fucking saw this and you're just like that's exactly how that fucking would it just felt good uh like all of like all of the everybody felt in like, in sync with each other uh as, like as far as like cast the writing was just just serious enough to propel itself without Genesee saying like, and without making the movie feel like a joke. Um, and I can actually see this film kind of existing in like its own little fun universe, kind of like in the same way that you can, you kind of see that uh, the film day shift wants to do mm-hmm. um, with a little bit greater effect. I feel yes. um, here. Yes. And so I feel like it could be, this could be really fun. And it was, this was a really fun movie. I loved it. Yeah, dude, I uh, I have to humbly agree uh, with what you guys are saying. This movie is so much fun. Um, I I like Genesee said was pleasantly surprised uh, because there's not a bone in my body that thought this movie was gonna rock as hard as it did at all. Like I was like, sure, like it's gonna be Nicolas Cage. I love Nicolas Cage, but nothing else about this movie is gonna be fucking good. But I went into this like actually really think it was gonna be bad, and then walked out like, holy shit. Like, holy fuck, dude, we really were laughing for an hour and a half, man. Uh, yeah, this this movie is a lot of fun. Nicolas Cage is a shining fucking star in everything he ever touches, um, and it definitely shines even harder in this movie. You can tell that he's wanted to play Dracula for a really long time. Like you really can't mm, just tell his he eats, his he eats it up. He's got he's got mannerisms that he's just like you can tell he's had this shit planned in his head. Like if I ever was Dracula, this is the take I would have, and it works so well. Like we've seen so many different variations of Dracula in movies over time, and this is the first time in a while that I've actually seen a Dracula that I was like, yeah, this is believable. Like, like this, this is what I would imagine Dracula to be IRL if I ever ran into him. Right. And not that I would, but <laughs> you get my point. Uh, 
But it's also cool to see this in my brain, like coming off of Nicolas Cage in his last vampire movie being Vampire's Kiss. Uh, <laughs> that awful, terrible, terrible fucking movie. Uh, but kind of just like in my head canon, imagining that it's his sort of like redemption arc to actually be the vampire he thought he was turning into in that in, in Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> he now actually gets to play as that vampire. <laughs> and I'm so excited for it. Uh, you, you can tell that this movie was inspired by all vampire movies to some extent or another. Obviously, they use a lot of vam vampiric uh, mythology in this as far as uh, the familiars. Um, the <laughs> there's a part <laughs> in, in, in the movie in which <laughs> Renfield, Renfield, the doormat, the doormat. <laughs> And he goes, damn it. Oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, damn, what a loophole. Damn, dude, that's so good. Like, what a, what a fucking clever take on, like, va vampiric mythology there. But um, my, my caveats for this movie, though, because I do have some, right? This, this movie kind of feels like two different movies in one sometimes. And that was something that was a little that gave me a little bit of whiplash because in one hand we have the story of Renfield trying to escape this narcissistic, abusive, manipulating piece of shit that he's had to serve for a hundred years more than that. Uh, <laughs> and then we have this story about a cop trying to preserve the honor her dad left behind, right? And these two stories, like don't really mix very well. Like they do because they're kind of like crammed into this sort of mishmash of like two different parallel like stories that are happening, but they both try to act as a stories and they're like competing for the a story spot. And so like, it, it feels like there's this struggle and mm. it, it only I've honest to God, I feel like it only works because the setting of this world feels like Gotham and Batman. Like, like there's yeah. there's there's something about little. about this world that like kind of just owns the fact that it's not taking itself too seriously, which is what this movie does best is that it doesn't mm -hmm. take itself too seriously and it owns that. But the setting of the story also kind of doesn't take itself too seriously either. But it it, it starts to turn into it go it it takes it from Dark Knight Gotham to animated Batman Gotham very, very quickly. And like in the sense where like the city feels like this super over the top, ridiculous place in which crime happens everywhere. Every cop is crooked and just like, it just feel, it just feels like the sense of you, you guys remember my Batman uh, for the Batman review that that was my first movie in which I like, honestly under finally understood Gotham's city being like an important character in being the story. a character. Yes. Yeah. Th this movie took me back to the times of not understanding that because this movie like wants so bad to like make the city feel like it's alive and it doesn't do that because it's so like over the top on some things. Now, granted, I understand too that a lot of that's purposeful to like carry the comedy, like the the whole <laughs> the whole scene of Dracula explaining specifically what kind of people he wants and Renfield seeing those people at the bar the next day <laughs> was so. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious yes. dude uh, but uh but th things like that i can totally get but then there's other stuff as far as like 
the hitman looking like a fucking super villain and just like like little things like that where I was like fucking why like why why is this church in the middle of the city feel like a fucking like homeless shelter what the fuck is going on here like, <laughs> like <laughs> it just it just kind of like felt like super daunting for me to take it on but literally that's kind of the only real grievance that I have is just this movie kind of feeling like two different movies. One of those movies I cared about a lot. And that was the Renfield side of things. And the other movie I didn't really give a shit about, but it wasn't mm -hmm. bad enough for me to take away from like what I was getting for the movie. Cause they didn't focus too much on that. They just focused enough that I was like, okay, can we like, keep it pushing can we get this out of the way here really quickly uh, and then they did they did do that because the entire like final act has nothing to fucking really do with her shit and that and like and that and that's totally fine uh nicholas holt is brilliant in this fucking movie i also haven't seen him in anything in a really long time i think warm bodies is actually the last thing i saw him in outside of the last movie he was in with Nicolas Cage, Weatherman, where he plays as Nicolas Cage's son. Uh, I think those are kind of the only couple of things I've really seen him in. Um, Aquafina, I 100% agree with Garrick. I am so glad that she has, historically, she's been a little bit problematic because she kind of uses black flavored comedy to sort of like be her comedy fuel mm -hmm. back in the day. And now she's kind of straying away from that. I think she's like listened to sort of like the, the critical side of people like giving her that feedback. So she's kind of like, all right, fine. If that's not what you want, I can move away from that. But her comedy in this is very gold to like what she is as a comedian. Like there's, there's, there's the scene where she's talking to her sister and she walks away, but keeps turning around because she thinks her sister's going to turn around to talk more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> shit. Trying to make like, a moment trying to make a moment you're like yeah, no, yeah. no okay <laughs> the, 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 she does that extremely well in this movie and yeah. i i loved every single bit of it but yeah dude Dra nicholas cage's dracula really is sort of the centerpiece of all of this and he carries this him and nicholas colt carry this movie on their backs mm -hmm. so fucking well this is such a fun vampire story and as vampire fans between all three of us uh this this was a really cool take it was a really really cool take on a vampire story and again i am very very happy that we got to experience this because it's been a while since we've gotten a good horror comedy it's been even longer since we've gotten a good vampire comedy because like that doesn't really happen very often weirdly enough yeah not not and not to be night or it'll happen but it won't be good or like successful or it won't be on purpose like yeah Twilight or yeah hilarious. it'll be like a g it'll be a joke you're just like yeah twilight's like, fucking hilarious fucking yeah yikes. <laughs> best vampire comedy i've ever seen you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know if you haven't watched twilight as an adult you really should because Oh, I have. No, thank you. Oh, I, I have. I can't. It's, it's not a good time. It's not, it's not a good time. When that baby. It's so funny. From when that baby's born and going forward, I was like, oh, God, oh, stop. Like, <laughs> baby was awful, man. Yeah. Like, that was awful. But no, but like watching the first one, especially, I was like, nobody gives them enough credit for what good actors they were to act with their whole chest to this terrible movie. <laughs> Dude, the fucking going back and watching Twilight and then from the jump, right? The scene where Bella walks into my because fucking that part of the movie is yeah, pulled in my eyes. Well, God damn it, man. I fucking hate that so much. It's like the only thing I can brag about. But they walked into my English, <laughs> my in my senior English classroom with my science classrooms desks in there. Uh, and she walks in and Edward's like, 
You fucking disgusting asshole. <laughs> Can you just hurry up and get to the Batman, you motherfucker? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. It, I'm I'm glad that this movie did something because vamp vampire comedy is something that like works so well. I mean, like Night Shift is kind of the only one that really glimpses that. But as a Netflix movie that didn't really market itself very well, it went mm-hmm. completely completely under the scope. We loved it. I know me and Garrick. We, we I liked it a lot. Yeah. I don't think I've even watched that one. It's fun. It's Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox is a vampire hunter, okay. and yeah, it's it's literally like this kind of like aspect of like a action vampire comedy. Um, and so like it's, yeah, but he's like a he's like a vampire hunter for like a John Wickian. Yeah, like corporation vampire hunter world sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's it's cool. It's it's a cool story, but we don't we don't get very often, and when we do, they're not good. And so it was nice to get a breath of fresh air of like this story of like just straight up Dracula being played by the fucking god Nick Nicholas Cage, um, who's just nailing it the entire goddamn movie. <laughs> He's a little late. He showed up for this one, he really did. Yeah, you like I said, you can like, tell he, that he, he very much took he took this role very seriously. He yeah. was committed and he did a great job. Yeah, he did. They <laughs> all showed up like it was I think yeah. like they were a perfect storm together. Like mm-hmm. they all of the main the, the main three characters complemented each other so well. Well, and like like me and Genesee were kind of like murmuring it in the theater, but like Nicholas Holt played such a cute character in this movie that just like every every single day you just feel like you're watching this little boy trying to like escape from his abusive father and just like the like the way that he like handled Renfield as a character is just so brilliant across the board because they just make him this little tiny innocent thing that just wants so badly to be good he wants it so badly and me and Genesee the entire like oh my god he's so cute and I think I think I heard Genesee say it really loud at one point she She's like, it's so cute. <laughs> it was his apartment. His yeah, the apartment. apartment. <laughs> his apartment matched his sweater. Oh my god, for real. His sweater. I wanted that sweater. Oh my god. The <laughs> other costuming. Let's talk about the costuming. Hey, he just wanted there. a little color in his life. He really, really he, did. Oh, my camera like did that fucking thing out. again. Go, do, what do a the fucking thing. face yeah, to freeze on. <laughs> 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 Brilliant you face! Know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> for, for Nicholas Holt, we get it. Yeah, we, we can, we can, we can do that. But also, speaking of which, have a word from our sponsors. This piece of good cracking content is brought to you by Glide Mouse Pads. The world is changing, and the demand for PC gaming and work from home setups has never been as wild as it is right now. Having the best of the best in PC accessories only makes it easier to get your work done before you jump right back in to the fray of the digital sea. And Glide knows exactly how to make that happen for you. Glide Mouse Pads is the future industry leader in mouse pads, offering beautiful, smooth, waterproof products made with eco-friendly materials and non-slip rubber in a variety of sizes that are guaranteed to help you get that next win. I've got one of these bad boys in my office at work. I've got one here at my desk right now. Devin's got one. Xander's got one. This bad boy is silky smooth. Silkier and smoothier than even the silkiest of smoothiest of smoothies or soy milk or what have you. 
you can go to GlideMousePads.com right now and use code Kraken for 15% off the Founders Edition mouse pad in every size available. Again, that's code K-R-A-K-E-N, Kraken, for 15% off any Founders Edition mouse pad today. Our next sponsor is Rogue Energy. Late nights are pretty much commonplace for all content creators, and anyone here at GK can attest that late nights are kind of our only nights. <laughs> Luckily for us, though, Rogue has figured out exactly how to give those late nights and even earlier mornings the supercharge that we all need. Rogue Energy is a low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula that is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Every formula rolls energy produces is designed with optimal levels of high quality ingredients and no chalky textures again we don't want that we don't want that being the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand rogue energy strives to improve the in-game performance of gamers streamers and content creators around the world now i know that we've been riding this train for a long time might be tired of us talking about this you might not be tired of us you might want to just support us anyways and you know what for those that do support us we love you but the best way to support us right now is to grab yourself a big old cup of joe when i say joe i mean this rogue energy stuff i need you waking up first thing in the morning with a big old shit to get a big old shit going. <laughs> oh wow you grab your rogue energy cup Okay, you dip that bad, you just scoop that bad boy right on there. You that bad boy shaky dakey, you know what I'm saying? And then you're out the dang door. Okay, you need this beverage in your life. I cannot express that enough. You can head on over to RogueEnergy.com and use code GKraken for 10% off any purchase of shaker or formula tub of your choosing. That's G-K-R-A-K-E-N for 10% off any shaker or formula tub that you would like. Now, back to the episode. And we are back, guys. So let's go ahead and dive into some kind of just general questions here. All right. So we got our our thoughts in, and I want to get a chance to ask you guys here. The Nicolas Cage as Dracula obviously was something that we really, really loved in this movie. Like, he was just fucking incredible in this. Do, do we feel like... Nicholas Cage's Dracula was like the selling point for Nicholas Holt to do as well as he did, or did Nicholas Holt and like Nicholas Cage just kind of throw it down just raw? Like how? Like do we do we think that they like had to support each other in this? Or like what do you guys think? After so Nicholas Holt's he's got he's been in quite a few interesting roles. I mean he was Beast in X Men, right? Mm-hmm. Days of Future Past. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, and uh, X Men First Class, and you know he also got he was in Warm Bodies, which it like that like the nature of that role is just kind of weird in and of itself. He was playing like a sentient zombie, essential or like a zombie that's like re becoming human in a way, uh, and so like he's played some weird roles, and so I think he's got some interesting chops that he just hasn't had the opportunity to really flex yet because I feel like he, he's quite young if i recall or he looks very young let's, let's at the very out. least let's find out. um but uh and i i you know with nick with nicholas cage always wanted to play the role i and i feel like he was oh. just he showed up ready and i feel like nicholas holt is i feel like this was just a character that was very much like in his wheelhouse nicholas holt he was is born, 33 he was born six days before taylor swift 
In case you were wondering. <laughs> I was. <yeah>. So, <laughs> I still don't know when his birthday is from that. Thank you. December 7th, 1989, oh, obviously. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay, so he, yeah, he's like our fucking age. Like, he's, he's ours, really yeah. not. He, yeah, he's got, that's, that is plenty of time to develop hella chops. Uh, you know, because, like, there are some actors that didn't start until, like, way fucking later and have great careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at you, Morgan Freeman. He didn't start until he was, like, 68. Morgan Freeman, um, Bruce Willis, like, with the list Bruce, goes yeah, on, Bruce, like, baby. They, yeah, they, it just goes on and on. Like, he's got plenty of time to develop, I think, a really good career. Um, I, he, I was, one thing I would be really curious about this film, um, and I don't know if it's been published or not, is I wonder if he did his own choreography or stunt work in this, or if he did have mm. a stunt person because i feel like if he did do his own stunts that would open him up to quite a few interesting roles in the future especially because we've gotten like the hitman asks sort of video of uh films that have been uh like you know like nobody where like the characters aren't necessarily like badass or threatening but they're capable of badass threatening shit yeah um Mm -hmm. and i think if if he can develop like that physical acting part of his career he, he could do awesome stuff he could. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. could. Uh, Genesis, how, how do you feel? Do you think do you think Nicholas Holt uh, carried himself well in this? Like, how, What would you feel like he could do better in the future? Too? I, I think he carried this movie so well, um, his role so well. I think that he and Nick Cage had really excellent chemistry for what they needed to do. I mean, just like seeing the way that they interacted together and the way that Nicholas Cage like really passed that like conviction like his Dracula had so much conviction for everything that he did and Nicholas Holt's character lacked that a lot right he was he was swaying like all over the place and he had this idea of who he wanted to be and just didn't know how to get there for like centuries um or at least decades and um I thought that was really powerful to see how they played off each other in that respect. And I think that if Nicholas Holt had been weak in that for a second, it wouldn't have played well on the screen like it did. Um, he had to be at an absolute 10 to make that pass. Like, I don't think any of like, because we've seen Nick Cage in so many things and we know he can do comedy really well. I don't think there was any doubt that Nick Cage was going to do this role. Well, um, Nick Holt like I think something that's really unique about Nicholas Holt is that he shows up well I don't think I've seen anything in him with him in it that he doesn't do well but everything is like different enough you know like every but also similar like I like I don't know like he's but sometimes he's more timid or sometimes he's more um like kind of fun and playful but like each you never really know what you're gonna get and i think that can make him really easy to look over yes uh, yeah yeah uh because as following your previous comment like he plays some interesting roles uh i was like looking at his imdb like he was in the menu which was a film from last year yeah. oh that's right i love that movie <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was in a little bit more recently he was in um mad max fury road uh, he was he de- he didn't look like himself in that role. Yeah, um, he was in he had so he definitely had some make a lot of makeup and stuff on. Um, but like, yeah, he's definitely he's been in some interesting stuff. He's got he's got like a hidden range that like yeah. I think he's just flexed more of his range through bit parts than through main 
casting so far. It, it also kind of just feels like the movies that he is in, that he's playing sort of a main character, are movies and, like, content that just don't support him enough. Like, he kills it every single time, but everything else around him is just kind of like, yeah, sure. But when he's in a supporting role, it's typically in the, like, massive, like, blockbuster movie, and he nails it because the rest of the movie fucking nails it, too. And so he fi- he feels like he fits that bill. Like, him playing Beast in, like, the X-Men movies is so good because he imbues that like young beast character that like timid, like, ah, like I'm a mutant, but I don't feel safe here. And he nails it in roles like that. And like him getting very loosely typecasted as like the sort of shy, innocent, you know, boy basically uh, works for him. But I think that there's something in him that we could like really, really get like something great out of him in the next like 10 years, honestly. And like, I think this movie showed that. Yes, Garrick. I'm doing, I'm researching as we're talking. This is, this is going well. Uh, So I actually don't even think we're going to have to wait 10 years. Um, There is an upcoming reboot or a recreation of the original Nosferatu film, um, which he will be starring as a character by the name of Thomas Hutter. Um, And this is set to be a dark Gothic uh, American Gothic horror film. So, I think I think the chops are a coming. Uh, it's not uh, it, it, this one doesn't have a release date yet, but I think I think your uh, your next 10 years projections not uh, not all that far off I because can... he's actually interestingly enough, he is he's voicing he's voicing a uh, John Arbuckle in the upcoming Garfield movie, too. <laughs> Good for him. I'm glad he gets his lasagna on. You know what I'm saying? That's great. <laughs> Dude, I no, I I really I really can see him like being a like driving force and acting in the next like ten years because like he he does he does a really good job of playing so many different types of characters for someone that gets typecasted really frequently and like it it works for him because he feels charming. He feels so so charming in a majority of his roles, and I I really I really think that he'll he'll be something great within the next decade, and we'll start seeing him in like even bigger movies more frequently. Um, even like after seeing this, I can see him doing stuff that is like espionage and like a serious role, you know, like things like that that I think would be really really fun for him. Uh, but also, it sounds like him and or his agents really like him being in high fantasy shit, which is fucking. Rad. That's so rad. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm 100% here for that. So my my next question for you guys here is, I earlier on I talked about like the city feeling so weird and like uncomfortable in some places, but the level of like campiness that Genesaw mentioned earlier, um, kind of make like makes this movie like the sort of comedy that it is and sort of sets us up for that. Do you guys have like a certain moment of this movie that you were like, oh yeah, like this, like this movie's fucking it. Like what, what, what moment? And again, the spoiler free, so don't say too much, but what moment for you was the one that you were like, yeah, 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 I'm here for this, right? <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm like, I was, I'm, even though I just saw it, it was like whirlwind. Cause it's, it's a pretty fast paced little film. Actually. It is the hour really? and a half goes um, by really quick. It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. Well. It uses its time really well. So for, for me, for me, like for me it was, was just like, yeah, this is it. 
for me it was the the very fucking f- God, it was so it was so good. Uh, when they're doing counseling at the beginning of the movie, and the lady's like, "Oh God!" and the ska music that he listens to, <laughs> and they have an entire conversation about ska. And then when we meet him, there's ska playing, <laughs> and he's like, "No, that was the best part." <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a fucking good one, dude. Honestly, everybody, like all everybody in the support group was fucking great. Bob, Bob was fucking killing me, dude. I love Bob. Bob was fucking great, man. I wanted Bob and Renfield to get together so bad. Like they don't so even bad. have to date. I just want them to like be roommates or something. Yeah. Oh my god, I want that movie. <laughs> well, I follow Bob here because I thought he'd be a good. Friend, <laughs> yes, thank you, Bob. Well, and You're just, and just like the like J- Nicholas Cage's brand of comedy in this movie with Dracula was fucking magnificent, dude. Like his little moments where he's like, <laughs> and and then I'll eat your friends, ooh, like little things like that, or like when he's like talking about like wanting to do something extra bad or whatever like in in his little like you know hospital place or whatever and like it shows like <laughs> dracula and renfield there's a little post-it note that says and renfield, <laughs> and renfield. <laughs> for me i think the the part that i found funniest was like the weird like culmination of like I don't even know how to say it, but like, like camera styles and like, and like, like they did some weird stuff with like, cause they went in between, like when they did the flashbacks, they showed it in like an old timey, like, Mm -hmm. or it went to, it went to full screen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, they did other things where they, it like went to like, not like cartoon but like it it changed like you were no longer in the scene you were like yeah. watching something else but you were still in the scene like it was so cool and it was so comedic like it wasn't just funny but it was like really it set it set the tone um for that like backbone really strong backbone of comedy that the movie had because it, it can, and it, like go ahead go oh ahead. yeah and like when he started to when he got his own apartment like that i just that was so funny to me it was so cute it was like girlfriend's era like makeover like oh it's <laughs> it's so cute. His life yeah dude no it, i i feel like this movie services itself by serving vampire fans specifically because it, this doesn't just feel like just like a throwaway vampire movie. Like it feels like a comedy that was made for people that specifically like vampire content. And they, they, they use that so well, right? Because they talk about like the doormat thing or like the, like being a familiar and what that means for a familiar. Right. And like, like those are all things that like we historically know from movies like blade, like Nosferatu from Bram Stoker's Dracula, like uh interview with a vampire. Like there's so many little tiny details mm-hmm. that we know about vampires just because of media that we've seen with vampires that they use in this movie. So cleverly, cleverly, um, I think that's the word <laughs> uh, that that yes. like ma- make makes it feel like it was just made for us vampire movie fans and uh, like I like because of such that kind of like took me 
to another place where I was like, yeah, I like, I feel like I'm in a theater with a bunch of vampire fans right now. And this movie's working for every single one of us because we just understand how vampires function in a movie. Like they, they didn't need to set up the rules because we already know the rules. Right. It's not like Blade where they had to like give us a very specific type of vampire and like this is how they handle their familiars and they have this entire occult, mm -hmm. you know, society and stuff like that. We were able to just dive into this because they knew, okay, we're just gonna use what everybody knows about vampires and just lean really, really heavy into that, right? And mm -hmm. it was brilliant. It was fucking brilliant. But <laughs> I don't know if they'll if any other movie will ever be able to deliver vampire comedy in the way that this did. To be completely honest, like I think this movie uh -huh. might have like done something on that level. Um, I don't know if that gives it more points for me because of such, but I think generally speaking, like it's hard to do good vampire comedy. It's hard. That's really really funny. It's hard enough to do horror comedy in a way that's actually gonna like stick with people. I mean, like we were lucky that we ever got Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Like <laughs> ever got lucky with that. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I feel I feel like this movie did a lot for like that space specifically. Kind of like the way that Shaun of the Dead did it for Zam zombie fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just definitely it's timeless. Has, it uses it uses all of the tropes that have long time that have been like the long running tropes and, and mythos that have existed around vampires. And it like it touches on them in like comedic comedic ways because like a lot of these things were create like you know they have histories that are ancient, and like mm -hmm. when you bring that into a modern world, it looks fucking weird. Point in case is the doormat. That was the five fucking laughs so hard at that shit. So funny, I was just man. like, because it probably would work because like if something tells me they'd be like yeah they'd be like that counts that counts <laughs> exactly <laughs> right? it says it because right there. like because guess fucking what like when that mythos was created like th that shit wasn't around like mm -hmm. it, so it like it was it, it was a funny adaptation to the modern world uh yeah and i think they touch point like on on that sort of thing a lot it, it really does take the tropes and they're just like we're going to like use the tropes in a funny yet loving way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, and as I've been thinking, honestly, like it was about halfway. I was loving it, like pretty much front to back. But there was a moment about halfway through the movie where there's like a big climactic fight scene, and uh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're standing, and they're standing at like the bottom of this apartment complex, and he like reaches his hand out, essentially, right? He like, brings her down, and he's just like. You know, like when you're talking to everybody and everyone just like after you've seen some horrible shit, they're like, yeah, it's fine. I've seen way worse. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is going to everything you just did here today is going to be my way worse. Like that was my moment. I was just like, yeah, you're going to hang out of that shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's some trauma. If we've ever seen one. Dude. <laughs> yeah. But man. like, no, there were just some there were just some really, really, like really, really funny lines. Like, like just like great one liners like that. Uh, I think most of them that actually really like made me laugh were from Aqu like they gave me like the big the big chuckles were from Aquafina this time. Oh yeah, dude. Well, and the thing is too is like the gore of this movie, which was excessive, uh, oh, <laughs> was was uh, so Robert Kirkman wrote this movie, and you can tell uh, every so bit of blood he didn't get to put in the Walking Dead, he just shoved it in here. Yeah, like uh, like this this feels like a sort of like. Like he wanted to make the gore and fucked up of invincible come to life. 
Um, and so he just put it in a live action vampire movie. And like, and like, there's like, there's some egregious levels of gore in this movie that are like, that again, don't take itself too seriously because you can tell it's <laughs> fake. Like it is like, oh, like egregiously <laughs> fake as fuck. Like there's like, he rips off a dude's arms and then uses them as spears to spear two other guys. Like just like shit like that. They're just so over the top fucking ridiculous. That looks like, so but the, funny. the gore kind of uses itself as a comedy piece too because like there's there's a moment near the end of the movie that happens where like someone gets kicked and their entire insides oh my god <laughs> like body. get mortal combat x-rayed like, yes so fucking that. good dude that, that's no. exactly what they did they fucking mortal combat <laughs> x-rayed his ass yep yeah dude it was <laughs> the gore also has some comedy too so like that like all the action set pieces didn't feel like they took themselves too seriously either but the choreography was still really good it's still really yeah. fucking good. Like choreography was like rad for a vampire movie. Like they like, they, the, like the table like the like the spinning table flip over the throw that he did. Yeah, yeah. Where dude. He, like that was like I liked that. I was like that was a really well shot and like the way the camera like rotated with him as he went over the. It was a cool scene. Every fight scene was at a hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just they just went. They're like well, fuck this. This shit's supernatural. Let's go. And then they took it there. Yeah, they just owned it. I mean, like. How Aquafina like <laughs> knew how to fucking defend herself that well is beyond me. You don't learn that shit in cop school. I don't know where the fuck she learned it. But they they just like <laughs> that motherfucker can fly. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they own the they own the shit out of it so well, and uh, they just it works. It fucking works, man. Those uh, the action set pieces in this movie are just as rad. So I'm not gonna carry us on any longer here. I think now is about a good time for us to kind of get into our final details here. So Genesaw, let's go to you. Should people see this right away and what is your score yeah and honestly i'd give this a 10 out of 10 like i can't remember like oh! being this hype about a Damn. movie in a oh genesee hasn't given a 10 here in a while guys holy yeah, shit for renfield she ate it oh loved it. Wow. wow that's impressive holy shit okay wow. genesee also people should see it right away yeah you should see it right away you should see it more than once um you should get this shit on dvd it's fucking amazing this is going to be the movie that, like, when family visits out of town and I don't know what to show them because I only watch gay shit and, like, they only watch, like, gay shit and I don't even know what they watch. This is going to be the movie I show them. Yeah, you're going to be... <laughs> I only watch gay shit. I'm literally just imagining, like, she's got her family over and she's got, like, her personal collection of DVDs and then just, like, under her, like, right next to the DVD and, like, a, a break in case of emergency, it's, like, the one non-gay DVD in the house. <laughs> she, she's got... She's She's got it between like but to break it open. You have to use a very gay little hammer. She's got it between like sisterhood of the yeah. traveling pants and like Spanglish. It's just like <laughs> just in, in case of family emergency, play Renfield. It used to be baby mama. And <laughs> oh God. Okay, in my defense, that movie slaps. Genesis, <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. so gay. I love it. <laughs> Genesaw gives us a 10 out of 10. Garrick, <laughs> let's move to you, my friend. Mm. Should people see this right away? And what is your score of Renfield? 
Yeah, uh, I think if you are a fan of horror films, if you like comedy, uh, if you, especially if you like horror comedy, if you've ever seen Shaun of the Dead, uh, you know, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Warm Bodies, you know, there the list goes on. Any of those like well-written like comedy horrors that use those tropes that you know and love to great to great effect. Um, everybody was very very well cast in this movie. Um, there's just a couple of things where like I w- would agree with Arnell. There's some like odd tonal things where you're just like that felt a touch out of place here with what you're doing over here. Like I get why because you're also doing this down here, but this is still the big. And so like every once in a while you're just like. You, you feel like you're trying to force the pieces to come a little closer together while you're watching. But everything is so well done and over the top and funny that it really doesn't hurt itself too much at the end. I give this one an 8 out of 10. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, no, 100% agree. I, I think that uh, people, if you are a horror fan movie, if you are a comedy, uh, not horror fan movie, if you are a horror movie fan and and or a comedy uh, <laughs> movie fan, um, I think this movie was made for you. It was it was made for us that do genuinely enjoy horror comedies. More specifically, I think this movie was made for vampire fans of any kind. Uh, to be completely honest, if you if you have been feeling a little empty inside with vampire content, this is not going to tug you away yeah. from that. Um, if you are a Nicolas Cage fan, see this fucking movie. Like, like this yes. is this is Nicolas Cage just untethered, unbound, unabashedly himself, and he gets to just play this character that you can tell. He's been wanting to play for so fucking long because he is Dracula, bro. Like <laughs> in this movie, he's fucking dry. Everything that you could possibly imagine about Dracula is him in this fucking movie. Um, and and just generally speaking, like this this movie is just a lot of fun, regardless of the little tiny like issues that I had with it and it's like multiple stories kind of like clashing together I do feel like this movie is watchable um, and even more so I feel like it is mostly watchable in a theater setting uh, allow yourself to have some fun especially with the people around you uh, the people that are sitting behind us the people that are sitting next to us people that sat in front of us all made this even more fun of an experience because all of us were willing to just crack the fuck up with each other and this movie did so well at allowing us to feel like we could do that uh yeah this movie is gonna be an eight out of ten for me as well so uh that puts us at a I'd probably say a nine out of 10 is what we have ratio wise between the three of us so guys nine out of ten for Renfield uh from 2023. Please go see this movie. It's a lot of fun. You, you guys are going to enjoy yourselves. I'm excited that the three of us got to talk about this because I kind of felt like the three of us were going to be the ones that were like, oh, yeah, this is it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I kind of had a yeah, gut feeling. we're the ones with taste. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the classy ones. You know what I mean? Uh, Devin can't translate camp, so he... he but I'd say Devin would have hated it. Yeah, he would have <laughs> fucking thought it was so stupid. What do you mean you can flip a table? You know what I'm <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Devin. <laughs> love you, buddy. I love you, Devin. Uh, guys, let's talk our schedule for uh, next week here. So on Tuesday, we have another Good Kraken podcast. We're going to be talking, is there still space for retro games? Uh, Mega Man uh, Battle Network Collection just came out recently it had us thinking man are we gonna keep doing this <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh so let's talk about retro games and where that fits so. into our 30 year old bodies you know what i'm saying uh but then next wednesday we have the shipwreck show live uh we're gonna do that next
next Wednesday instead of Thursday. Um, please come and hang out with that. If you are in our Discord um, and you're also a Twitch subscriber, we have a little section there called the Shipwreck Submissions channel uh, where you are able to ask us any question your little, tiny, beautiful brain uh, could possibly think of. And we try to pick the questions that we think will make for the best content, and we answer your questions live on the Shipwreck Show. So please go in right in there. Give us all your beautiful, juicy questions that you think that we can just make fools of ourselves with. <laughs> and we will absolutely make that content for you guys. So next Thursday, we're not doing any content uh, because we're getting prepared for another episode for that Saturday. Uh, we will not be here. So please, guys, enjoy your Thursday night. Uh, think of us. Pour one out for a homie. You know what I'm saying? We're not dead. Take a day off. <laughs> we were not dead. <laughs> we pretend we're dead on Thursday. Uh, and then Friday, we are doing another splash damage multiplayer gameplay stream where me and Devin and I think Garrick. For Dead Island 2? Are playing Dead, Dead Island 2, baby. We will be there. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, God. This game is going to be fucking tight dude i'm so excited uh all that content in that part of the week is going to be 7 p.m pacific time 10 p.m eastern time but then saturday at 12 p.m pacific time 3 p.m eastern time we will be doing good kraken podcast evil dead rise review so please come and hang out with us it's gonna be another good one Boy, and goddamn, i'm excited for that fucking movie man I'm so for anyone who knows me, you know that I'm a fucking massive Evil Dead fan. 2013 mm -hmm. Evil Dead is my fucking jam. Dude, love that goddamn movie. I gotta shit and piss and throw up in my own mouth <laughs> during this movie the entire time. All two hours. Oh, it's, it's actually gonna happen in rotation. I'm gonna piss, I'm gonna shit, I'm gonna puke, and then I'm gonna shit, and then I'm gonna puke and then piss. You know what I'm saying? This is gonna, this is gonna happen in cycles. It's gonna be great. It's gonna wear a <laughs> diaper and have like a trash bin taped to my chest anyways guys please let us know what you thought of uh of renfield if you got a chance to watch it already uh please let us know if you guys think we're fools for giving it a nine out of ten uh but most of all tell us how much you <laughs> please don't don't us. <laughs> i'll try i'll try i'll try i'll be there <laughs> he doesn't want me and that's why next i'm to not him. going to the movie <laughs> are you sure that's it are you sure that's why or is it because there's no taylor no, it's because of a fucking tree <laughs> you will put the cheeseburger but you're, also that are you telling me taylor swift isn't on the ost for that movie <laughs> even okay even you had taylor swift on their soundtrack okay so fucking fight me in their latest season yeah, that bitch was yeah, on they it did. they really really did it was like the only good song of that season anyways uh guys please let us know your thoughts of renfield below we want to hear from you guys we want to hear from you on discord on twitter tell us all the thoughts because in the meantime this has been the good kraken podcast your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news reviews and discussions that you wanted to hear live every tuesday at 7 p.m and saturdays at 12 p.m right here at twitch.tv slash good kraken show 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 <laughs> if, you, if you enjoyed the show, show, show you can head on over to our discord channel where you can submit questions and topics and show, 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 show. get exclusive post show, show content <laughs> and have early access episodes before they get live on podcast and video services across the show. digital sea <laughs> you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. We got to get going on out of here, everybody. But until next time, my friends.
Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>